Hare Krishna. Sorry that I'm um, late. I had some technical problems on my <coughs> on my computer. It's not down in the email, so I'm holding this on an iPhone. Omagyana Timarandasya Ananjana Shalakaya. Taksurumalitamyena Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siddhvaita Gadadhar Shivasa Dibhor Bhaktivinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So greetings from from Govardhan um, Just one second Just one minute I'm I'm not at the uh, there's a few problems here. I couldn't get on the computer. My email is not downloading, so I have to use the phone, and it's not charged. I have to go another place, and also my class is starting at five thirty. So uh, I'll start actually Ramananda Sambhad, which I haven't done for a long while, and that's a discussion. I remember when I used to give the class 20 years ago, and I remember that old Dada was there. Uh, and I would say, you know, the instructions, but it's somewhat, it's a discussion between Ram and I. And, uh, you know, I just want to stay in Gorlila and, and the 10th Canto, at least while I'm in Govardhan. It just seems so relevant. Um, yeah. So I'll start that a, a little while when, when other people come, if they come. There's so many things going on here. Um, well, I, I did speak at this. They have a Russian Sangha. I mean, there's about 100 people, and I spoke there twice. And I prepared them to come to Vrindavan. And I shared with them kind of a, 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 in the morning when I was chanting, somehow or other, I wasn't happy. And I'll have to explain this by going there and speaking about Prabhupada's pastimes. And I couldn't understand why they wanted me to explain Prabhupada Lila. And I couldn't understand why. And then I was chanting for a while. And then when I was chanting for a while, it came to me that I don't want to see Prabhupada as a historical, historical personality. Um, of course, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, he reasons ill who say that Vaishnavas die. Well, Vaishnavas die to live and living spread the holy name around. Um, and it's also not our philosophy. When I had the, the first uh, opportunity to study the Bhakti Sandarbha in English, the first, I got the first copy in English before it was even published. I got the manuscript from the author, Satyanarayan Baba, who was a friend of mine. And I was reading about Sadhya Sangha and it had a very interesting point. It said that just like Krishna, just like Krishna is not a historical, he's not just a historical person. When I say historical person, I mean someone who you know, has a period of history and is God. But we don't feel that. We, we don't feel that we don't feel the problem with Krishna is not time. The problem with Krishna is consciousness. 
And I wanted to stress to the people, I did tell all the Prabhupada, I knew all the different association or examples I had was very moving and enlivening for the, for the people there. Maharaj, we can't hear you. Is that better? Yes. Okay. Uh, what part did I, did you not hear me? The whole thing? No, it wasn't the whole thing. Did everybody else have the problem? It was just Gail. No, you cut out for everyone. The last thing you were talking about is you were talking about your, uh, your uh, memories of Prabhupada and how you didn't think Prabhupada was a historical figure. Okay, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, so I, I, let me see if I can get the flow again. Yeah, I just didn't want to, to I, I, I didn't want to have that conception. And then I, I don't know if you heard, I quoted Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he reasons ill, who say that Vaishnavs die, but Vaishnavs are living, uh, Vaishnavs die to live and living spread the holy name around. Um, yeah, so I was really, um, it's frustrating, you know, when you cut off because you kind of, kind of uh, get into a zone, uh, then you have to start again. But um, uh, yeah, frustrating. Um, yeah, so that's the point I really wanted to clearly make that we're not separated <clears throat> by, we're not separated by time, we're not separated by a physical distance. These are the two misconceptions. We're separated from time from Prabhupada or, or from Krishna or physical distance. And I always make that point that the separation is uh, one of consciousness. And, and, and I became inspired to say that after teaching Uddhava goes to Vrindavan and, and Krishna uh, delivers a message to the gopis. And there were four points in that message that I thought were very relevant in terms of our relationship with Prabhupada. You know, I made the point. It's not that just Prabhupada is be the point that's made in that message from Krishna to the gopis that Krishna said is that to be close to someone is not to be close in eye, it's to be close in mind. And when it talks in terms of God, it's it, it is close of mind, it is consciousness. It's not that you you know, the Brahma Samhita says, Pantastu Koti Satavatsura Sampagamyo Vayu. You can go by the speed of mind for millions of years and, and not touch the feet of Krishna. We don't think when a great sadhu is trying to go to Krishna, he's, he's not walking someplace. The people who want to go to Krishna sit in one place. It's not within this spatio-temporal um, world, this two-dimensional world. It's another existence. And uh, so it was really inspired by, by the, the message that Krishna gave to the gopis, where he says that I, I've come to intensify your desire because the only separation from God is our desire. That, that, it's how we feel and think. It's our consciousness. It's what we, if you want God, you are with God. And therefore, we can be separated from God technically and, and, and have before us, like in, in, in the temple. 
You can be right before the deities, that's God. But we're very distant from God because the consciousness is not right. I remember when I invited Naraya Marj to come to Prabhupada's Disappearance Festival, 1979, I was inviting the senior Vaishnavas and, and I was encouraging Naraya Marj, you know, Prabhupada lived here, you knew Prabhupada. He said, I didn't know Prabhupada. He's being humble, but his point was, and he said, if you are before the deities and you're just talking with your friend, are you seeing Krishna? And I always make the point, anyway, even in a mundane way, to see something, to see a person, is, is, is attention, it's, it's purity of heart, it's attitude. Um, so, um, yeah, I really wanted to, to give that, that kind of, and the instructions were, it, it, I increased your, your, your intensity to see me, your desire to see me. And it's through that you actually have my association. And he gave the example of, of a young girl who's separated from her lover. Even though the separation is there, she's thinking of that person much more. And then, um, there was an example, um, and then, and, and then Krishna says, and for one who thinks of me very, very deeply, uh, and, uh, without any distraction, I am personally present. And then he gives the example of the, of the gopis who didn't go to the rasa dance. He gave the personal example. So what I was encouraging the, the, these people who maybe some of them for the first time were gonna see Prabhupada's rooms, we're gonna see his samadhi, was gonna see Radha Damodar. Um, what I was encouraging them is um, is to have the right consciousness going. Not, it, it, not you're, gonna, you're gonna see. That's why they say you can't buy a ticket to Vrindavan. It's not a question of physical presence. It's not, a, it's not a, a question of the eyes. It's a question of the heart. Um, yeah, so in, in that way, I was trying to prep them for Vrindavan. And then, one pastime that, or one leela that I thought was important that I was specifically meditating on is, you know, if you wanted to see Prabhupada, his secretary was sitting in that little room and then you had to see him. And of course the secretary was Tamal Krishna Maharaj. And it was very, how you would go to see Prabhupada and what you would do. I remember one time was going in there and he really told us that, you know, Prabhupada hadn't eaten in six months. There was no fat between the, between the, the bones and the nerves. And, and cartels had to be played very, very softly. He, he said that the kirtan must be very, very melodic. But at the end, you know, two things happened. One, Prabhupada opened his room 24 hours a day, brought his bed into his darshan mandap. 24 hours a day, you can go in at any time. I used to go in before Mongol Arctic. I was the only one there besides his assistant. And um, he kept on calling the leaders of the society constantly. And they kept on going back and he kept on calling them. And, and then, what I, come in, come in. Okay. And what do you want? Uh, I, I think Vikram's coming with someone else. Okay. So, then yes. Then you should just wait. What's that? Then I should wait. 
Yeah, just wait. I'm, I'm, my Zoom class started, so I'm kind of starting that, and then I'm going to start a new book. But yeah, it's my classes vary from a packed room to, to two people, but there's always someone that comes. Lately, with all the curriculums and everything, there have been fewer people. Um, so I, I thought, and, and this is, a, I thought that, um, and I think it's such a relevant point both then and here, that um, you know, the devotees were only eight years in the movement, maybe some were 10. When Prabhupada left, some were seven years in the movement. They weren't very learned. Um, I even described that some things, terms that every new devotee knows now, like mandri, none of the leaders ever heard of that term. It wasn't even mentioned in Prabhupada's books. Um, the samskaras, you know, from the past, they weren't very high backgrounds or families or, or mostly so much sinful activity. Um, not learning. So, and then Prabhupada was leaving. And how is the movement going to go on? And, and yeah, fix the room inside. But there was actually one. There was actually only one. Um, one second. This, I'm going to negotiate a few things. No, I'll give class in there. Just put the seats in. Okay. Oh, just one second. I'll be right back. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks. Okay, so uh, what time is it? Yeah, I would say it right here, but I don't want it for a few people. And I had a Zoom class, so I'm, I'm just going to finish that up. So, and then I'm going to start a new book. But come on in. Okay, turn on the light. You see how nice this place is? It's all Vikram's mercy. <laughs> and anything that's not nice, it was caused by me. And, and that's actually a fact. I have to say that. I'm just, I'm just, being, I'm just being truthful. Here, yeah, sit on some chairs. Okay, you can sit there. Fine. Okay, I'm just going to finish this up. And then I'm going to... Uh, Jagannath Priya, sit down. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jagannath Priya, come over here. It'll be like better there. Okay. Um, I'll just finish up. So the, the point that I was making is, is at the, I'm just, some people came, is that when I was here when Prabhupada left the world and it, Initially, to see him, you had to go through his secretary. Okay, all right. Well, um, and uh, towards the end, he just opened his doors. Um, he opened his doors 24 hours a day. Anytime you can come to see Prabhupada. And he was just laying in his bed. And his bed was in his darshan. I don't know if you've been in the temple. You saw Prabhupada's rooms. That bed wasn't there. It was moved there. So he could give his audience at the end of his life. And I was saying the people were not very mature. I mean, you can't imagine that Prabhupada left the Hare Krishna movement. And the people in charge were 28 years old, 30 years old. And they're, you know, and, and they're only like eight years devotees. And 
they didn't come from very high, like Brahminical Brahmin families or, you know, most were hippies. And then Prabhupada's leaving. And how is that movement going to continue? And Prabhupada kept on calling all the leaders of the Hare Krishna movement back to come. And then they would leave because, you know, they thought they had work to do. And then he opened the doors 24 hours a day. There weren't that many devotees in, in Vrindavan. But I, I surmise that what he thought, and I think it's proven to be true, because still, I mean, I, what is it? It's almost, almost 50 years, perhaps, that Prabhupada has left. And somehow the, the Hare Krishna movement is going on. In, in many places, it's very vibrant. There's still an institution. So how is it possible? And I think what he surmised is only their affection for him as, the, as one who gave them everything and was the spiritual teacher. Only that affection for him would be their qualification to continue. Um, and I was there in the room and I would watch how he would exchange with people. And such an, you know, even though he was on his, his, his bed, I mean, he, could, he was lying down. I mean, he was, he was indisposed in that way. But, uh, and, and that's basically the glue of the Hare Krishna movement. And the interesting thing is, is that was also Prabhupada's success. When Prabhupada went to Calcutta, after he came from the West and he was very, very successful, because it was a big thing that someone went to the West and, and, and made Westerners into Vaishnavas. Prabhupada was sitting in his room and he was thinking you know, how was I so lucky? How was I fortunate? How did I do what I did? Because if you know the history of the Gaudiya Math, there were luminaries. They were mostly from high-class Brahmin families, Fushatriya families, incredibly renounced people, incredibly powerful. I studied the history. And then Prabhupada, he wasn't in the ashram. Prabhupada was just a grihasta, married person outside that left his family, took Banapras, then took sannyas. So no one was expecting that that would be the person that carries the legacy of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and Prabhupada. No one was expecting that, that, that they would carry the legacy. Uh, someone outside, even now we'd have a hard time when we have so many Maharajas, these sannyasis, the big preachers. And then someone's outside who used to run a pharmacy, became, <laughs> was in businessman, you know, became, and so Prabhupada was thinking himself, how was I the lucky person? How was I the lucky person? He's meditating. And he was in Calcutta, that's where he was from, and now he was back for the first time. And then, you know, he said, because they had sent to send faith in the order of my spiritual master. And that's what a person of character is. A person of character understands that there's a higher authority than his own desires and his own opinions. That's a person of character. That's a humble person. A humble person is seeking truth. You're seeking truth. It means there, 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 there's, there's something higher than your own truth. And uh, it's a simple thing uh, in one sense. But Prabhupada said the process is simple. The application is difficult. The process is simple because anyone can do it. But the application is difficult because you have to want to do it. And it's antithetical to material consciousness. It's antithetical to false ego. 
it's antithetical to the embodied life, which means I want to be superior and I want to control. And therefore I want independence because I, I don't want to be ruled by truth because the truth may not conform to my desires. So sometimes in the modern postmodern world, we think that this is, oh, something's unusual. But if you look at it deeply, it's exactly what a spiritual person is. It's exactly what a person of character is. That they're seeking the truth, they find the truth, and then they have jnana and they have vairagya. Without knowledge, you don't know what to do. Without discipline, you can't do it. So, somehow or other, that was Prabhupada's qualification. Even though he had, of course, he was a Vaishnava from where he was born. His father taught him how to play Madanga. And he was worshiping Radhika. He had a lot of, of things. But other of, his, of, of Bhakti Siddhanta's disciples had, this, had, had similar things. They came from high families, you know, very materially powerful people. But what was his credit? It's that simple faith. And, and that was my beginning point. At, at the very beginning, I was talking about this, that our separation from God and our separation from those who represent God, his eternal associates, is our faith, our trust in, in, in truth, our trust in following truth that kind of consciousness. So I was explaining, I was giving a class, they have, uh, there's these hotels here, they're all filled with these Russian Vaishnavas, and they have a big hall, and I went to give class. So, and I was explaining Krishna's instruction to the gopis is ultimately that I am there in my pastimes. Because when you hear Krishna's pastimes, two things happen. You become attracted to Krishna and you become attracted to serve him. You develop spiritual consciousness. And in that consciousness, you are with God. I think it's the German philosopher Hegel said, where there is no circumference, the center is everywhere. So where is God? Where is God? He's everywhere, but where does he appear? He appears where, where one wants reality, where one wants truth. We're, we're in illusion because we want illusion. We don't want the truth. There's a, there's a verse, Nityo Nityanam, Chaitanas Chaitananam, Ekobuhanam Yoga Dadatikam. There's one supreme eternal, there's many eternals. There's one supreme living force, there's many. But the one satisfies desires of the many. And when you don't want reality, which is I am a servant of God, and we don't want reality that there is a God, then we don't want it, then God satisfies your desire. So it's just... Everything is just changing your desire. Really wanting truth and wanting to live by truth. And then you'll have reality. And that's the separation from God, not a distance. So I was telling these devotees, um, I was telling these, the, and many knew that are coming to hear, that you have direct access to Prabhupada. It's not that you just had to be there when Prabhupada was there and standing before Prabhupada. The mind is closer than the eyes. An object before the eyes is not as close as an object that's before the mind. And in spiritual things, when, the, it's, when, when a spiritual object's in the mind, because you desire to serve that spiritual object, 
that spiritual reality can appear. And that's what happened. And this Uddhava who visited Vrindavan to give this message, then he stayed for a couple of months with the residents of Vrindavan and it was just speaking Krishna's pastimes. And they entered into that reality. I was also explaining who's finding God? Is someone going someplace? It's the people who are sitting in one place that are finding God because they're changing their consciousness. So anyway, that was what I was kind of, um, uh, for the people on Zoom, I'm also speaking to the people here so you kind of understand how this works. Um, Okay, I'm gonna start something now. And uh, uh, what's your name? Mira. Mira, okay. And are you staying in Govardhan now or just visiting today? I'm here for about a week. You'll stay in Govardhan? Yeah. Oh, where's she? My home is all sorts of places. What's that? I, I said my home is all sorts of places, but oh. I usually stay in Rishikesh. Okay, very nice. Okay. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, I've been struggling to find what subject I want to speak on next. I'm also speaking to people here. So I've been doing this for about 30 years. Every day about four o'clock, you know, and I would come out and the room could be filled or it could be with one person or two people. And I have Zoom class. I've been doing that for 12 years. And I go through different books. And I've been in transition. So I really trying to find the book I really want to speak on here. So I really want to speak on this book called Ramananda Samvad. It's a chapter in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And, uh, you know, the, the life of Lord Chaitanya is very interesting. I, I sometimes describe when I give uh, classes on Lord Chaitanya, I don't know how much you know. Okay. On Lord Chaitanya, and it's maybe his birthday, and there's a crowd of people, and I'm trying to explain Lord Chaitanya. I ask this question. You know, God has a problem. It's the same problem we have. What is his problem? And then it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, and I say, he's not a devotee. Because that's the whole story. The whole story is a devotee is, is, is a consciousness of loving God. That's what that's what a devotee is. It's it's a consciousness. It's it's not a form. It's not a dress. It's a consciousness of, of deep that deep humility. The deep humility that there is actually a reality. Advayam gan. There's a consciousness which nothing is separate from, and I am part of that consciousness, and I'm not the center of it. I'm, I'm, I'm not the ungi, I'm the unga. Ungi means the possessor of limbs. I'm the unga, I'm the limb. The limb is not the body. The limb is meant to serve the body. And by serving the body, it, it, it also serves its function and it becomes replenished. So that's our position. We're part of something greater than ourselves. Um, but we're not disadvantaged in terms of happiness because happiness is love. <laughs> and love doesn't, love doesn't depend on one's position. <laughs> so we have, we have equal pleasure to God. We shouldn't be envious or want his position. We have equal pleasure. Because we have love. And, and because we have love of God. And God is the object of love. So we're the lover and God is the beloved. But the lover enjoys more than the beloved. So this story of Chaitanya is the beloved wants to become the lover. So he doesn't have it. God doesn't have this love of Godhead. 
So he takes birth as Chaitanya to get this love of God. So his history is, is getting this love. And that means guru, and that means the Vaishnavas. So there's a very significant point in Chaitanya's life where he's taken sannyas, he's renounced the world at the age of 24 to because sannyas is a, a, a position in society of respect and it's a facility therefore to give knowledge if you actually are legitimate because knowledge to get knowledge faith is the precursor of knowledge because not the very definition of seeking knowledge is to understand something beyond your understanding so you first have to consider it so unless you have faith in the teacher you're limited to your own frame of reference so anyway it's, it's so lord chaitanya he takes sannyas because he wants to in in society he wants to give this knowledge and, and the the position is one of respect so it, it can be used to disseminate knowledge and also the concept is and we were studying this in the bhagavatam just yesterday that it describes the beginning of creation. Brahma had these sons, and, and and nine of them were celibates. And it was, and, and the commentary said that, you know, it was great for for actually disseminating spiritual teachings because there was no other distraction. So Lord Chaitanya, and and therefore he traveled. It's part of that process because when you stay in one place, you tend to organize the environment for your desires and you develop a attachment for things in your control. And then it has some kind of subtle effect on consciousness. So when you travel, and, 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 it, and it creates an illusion of, of independence of God, where when you travel, as they used to travel in the forest, et cetera, where you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, how you're going to be protected. And then you see it happens. And then you realize that the protection and the maintenance, everything's coming from God. And it's also good spiritually for your heart. So Lord Chaitanya is doing this for six years. And then he's traveling and, and he's traveling not with any particular direction. He's just moving according to his heart and, and where his heart will carry him. Um, and he, 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 he sees the Godavari River, which is a holy river in South India. And he sees, he thinks of the Jamuna, which connected to Krishna and he bathes. And then this magistrate comes. Now in India, when you have a position of authority, it's not like in New York City, you know, you have the police commissioner and the police commissioner comes. You can hardly distinguish him from everybody else. But in India, when you're a, uh, what is it called? I, a police inspector, like I, 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 this Vikram, he arranged one time with me, introduced me to this one person. And uh, he was uh, inspector of police for a whole district. So he wanted, I, get, I got to know him. And, he actually had a degree in philosophy, he taught, and he said, please come to my place. He was in charge of a whole state in India, a whole, yeah, actually a whole district, huge. 
they sent a police car for me and a police escort. And I went there and then he had this huge, like this mansion on property with so many policemen around and, you know, everybody's just standing around waiting to serve him. And uh, so it was like that, this big magistrate came. And then Seva Sadakarupena Siddharupena Chatrahi. It's described that in perfection, in that realm, which is not limited by time and space, a soul can have different identities. The one soul can be in different perfected spiritual bodies. And, 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 and we can say it's impossible only because we're not God and we experience things in this world under the laws of cause and effect. But in that realm, you can be both a perfected being in Krishna's Leela as a gopi, and you can be a perfected being in Gaur-Leela as a practitioner. So this Ramananda Roy, and I, I would, when I go to Puri, we visit his house, it's still there. It's kind of like a magistrate. We saw his sword, he was a powerful person. And, uh, but you know, he had all, you know, he, he was surrounded by a retinue of, of assistants. And, he, and, and Ramananda Roy took a bath and he had Brahmins there and it was very formal. People used to follow these rules that can invoke auspiciousness. We're not qualified to do that. We don't have the facility to do that. We don't have the discipline to do that. But they used to have all these, so he took the ceremonial bath and everything and he was so formal. And then he saw Lord Chaitanya. He saw Lord Chaitanya and he, he became very attractive and he went over to Lord Chaitanya. And then Lord Chaitanya looked at him and actually in his, his Siddharu, his perfectional form, it was Vishaka. It was his most confident, it was one of the two main yukteshris, the gopis that are in charge. There's astakasakis, there's eight main gopis and it was Vishaka. So there was, there was something like very deep. Even in this world sometimes, you meet a connection with someone that it must be from a previous life. It must be from a previous life. Like this um, Ishwari Gopi, I was in Moscow once and this mother brought to one of my lectures, the mother, she wasn't even a devotee yet. It was just like a, a kind of a, like a, a, an institution that teaches Vedic knowledge. And they were doing bhakti and they invited me and the mother to the daughter, she's 14 years old, you know, come to the lecture, you know, you may like it. And then the girl heard my, me speak. I, I wasn't even a very good class. I could tell you, I didn't have a good translator, but she didn't want to leave. She didn't want to leave. And she was crying, she didn't want to leave. And then when she went home, she was crying all night. And then I came back the next year to the same place and someone she knew got her seats in the front. And I, they asked me to explain something about Guru Tattva and I made a point, you know, how do you know who's a guru? I said, it's, it's not a sentimental thing. You enter into a relationship it's just like entering into a relationship with a doctor. How, why would you accept the authority of a doctor? Well, if he's a medical authority in that relationship, you get health. So if it's a spiritual relationship and the person's a spiritual authority in that relationship, you get spiritual health. 
And she said, this is my guru. And, it, you know, it's so uncanny. After five years, they tested her. You know, she's going to see if this real. And, th and then we saw, right? She was here and uh, we had a nice initiation for her and her mother. And so sincere. So there's sometimes these connections. And, and, but this was really a deep connection. And then they, they, they start to relate in that internal way. But when they relate in that in, in, internal way, they start looking around and all the Brahmins who are ritualistic Brahmins are saying, what's going on? First of all, even though this was a magistrate, technically speaking, he was from a lower class caste. This was a sannyasi. And anyway, sannyasis never associate in those days with kings, because kings or magistrates were vishayi, they were enjoyers. Even if they were detached, they had to enjoy. Because if you had a position of authority, people respect opulence. Even today, a movie star, a big politician, Whatever your postmodern philosophy is, some big person comes. So that's why the Queen of England has jewels and palaces. It works. It's just a question whether they have the integrity to guide people in the proper way, but it's a facility for that. So the sannyasi, the renunciate, would never associate with that type of a person because he had to keep opulence and so many things. So he never is. So it was so unusual by caste, it was unusual. By social order, it was unusual. And by the intimacy, practically they were rolling on the ground and, and then they realized, oh, wait a second, people are watching us. When things are confidential, you can't be assured they're understood outside of your own heart and your own understanding. So we don't put out things confidentially. They may be true, but you have to have our frame of reference to understand them. And if people don't have that frame of reference, you don't trust it because they can misunderstand it and they can use that information in ways to denigrate you. So they say, let's meet confidentially later on. And then begins the most amazing dialogue of comparative religion I think you can ever read because Ramananda Roy asked Lord Chaitanya, I want the, the, the topmost verse of spiritual life in all the Shastra, which is a very interesting thing because there is a gradation. One man's food is another man's poison. So there's a gradation of, of spiritual practices. For one person, this is good. But at another level, you know, if, if you're driving a car, you need the stoplights. If you're flying a plane, you don't. So, you know, if you're on the ground, you'll get one type of instruction. You're on the plane. You're... So at each level, there's a different type of instruction. But in the Shastra, it always promotes faith in people to do the things that's appropriate for their level. And the way that highly spiritual people speak, it's called context relevance. They speak in a particular context they don't speak in a reductionist way. In other words, they don't make statements. They, they, they'll make statements that have a limited context and they'll speak strong and someone in that culture understands it. Like for example, one time Prabhupada said, all my devotees are pure devotees. That, but is that true? Doesn't to be true. But in the context Prabhupada was speaking it, it was true. But someone was challenging if Western people could be spiritual. 
So I'm really excited now that we're going to begin Ramananda Sambad. I, I really can't wait to get into it. And it's really suited to where I'm here in Govardhan. Um, so we'll end here now. And if, if you'd like to stay around afterwards, I'd like to. Is that okay? We can just. Okay. Okay. Um, anybody like to say hello? Hey, Kishimaraj. Okay. What point did you like? I know the point is, and I don't care about the but I just like that uh, the reminder of that what is before the mind is a lot closer than what is before the eye. Uh, I really love that point so much that it's not what you're seeing in front of you, that's what you're seeing your inner eye. Um, and I also want to tell you that on Friday, um, someone that thinks highly of you and uh, considers you someone that led them to the path, Akiko, took initiation on Friday. Right. And I know she that. She, okay, she good. I wasn't me. sure what she wrote you, so I want to make sure that you knew that. Yeah, I'm Ricky yeah. Shori. Yes. Yes. She wrote yes. me a nice letter. I, okay. I'll write it back. Okay. okay, I want yeah. to make sure. Anybody else like to say hello? I was. I was. Hi, Krishnaraj. But there were so many things today. Um, one is, I mean, you say it all the time, but I, I love your definition of humility. You know, being willing to understand and live by truth even when it conflicts with your desires you know and also um you know when you were saying that this movement is going on after so many yeah, years I'm listening, yeah, go ahead. yeah it's going on after so many years you know after Prabhupada no. left even though yeah you still there yes can you hear me okay Anyway, the sound's off. I'll have to go for today. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. 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 All right, Krishna.